Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I'm so happy you guys have tuned in. Uh, what's up, meatballs? Welcome back. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I call my listeners meatballs, so you're officially a meatball. Uh, I hope everyone had a great week. We are kicking off the Memorial Day weekend. It's all happening I hope you're not sitting in traffic right now, but I'm guessing maybe some of you are, so this podcast will get you through that drive. Uh, Before we get to my awesome guest, uh, I just want to say thanks, guys. Grazie. I'm half Italian, so I had to throw some Italian in there. Uh, Or gracias, I don't know. Uh, Thanks for listening. I love, love, love my meatballs, and I love also hearing from you, so hit me up. Let me know what kind of content you want and who you want me to be interviewing. Uh, you know, I, I love podcasts and I, I think it's important to hear from the people listening to them what they want to hear. Uh, so just email me at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on social media. That's at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. God. I'm tired after saying all that. Um, Yeah, I've had a very busy week. I actually, I talk about on the podcast, starting a new job um, on a set, which is pretty cool. I don't know if any of you watch uh, Game Show Network shows, but it's common knowledge. Joey Fatone, you know, the guy from NSYNC people. Um, I feel like I'm very uh, boy band adjacent. There is something I'm going to do in the future that has to do with boy bands. Um, Anyway, I talk about that on the episode and go into kind of the fear of starting a new job and not knowing if you're aligned with doing that and jumping in and feeling like you're being forced to or pushed into something. And then kind of coming out on the other side of it and seeing the silver lining and giving it a chance and actually seeing, oh, wow, there's a whole other world out there and I'm learning a lot of cool shit and, you know, cool people are doing it too. And I don't know. I hope my story kind of resonates with you or helps you not be so scared to rip the bandaid off when it comes to things that are outside of your comfort zone because, guys, it has been outside of my comfort zone for the past two weeks. Um Anyway, I also want to say shout out to those Game of Thrones fans. I I was late to the party. Okay, I'm not going to pretend like I've been watching it for eight years straight. I've been catching up. And the last episode aired this past Sunday. I was pretty happy with it, although it felt like it was just... Uh, it was like Game of Thrones on Adderall and Speed. Like, they just really got through everything very quickly. And um, I am... Bran is not my president. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> or king or whatever. Um, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. I liked it. A lot of people that love Game of Thrones absolutely fucking hated it. Uh, so, RIP Game of Thrones. I'm sure there's going to be a million prequels and spinoffs to come. Um, I made the mistake of going to see Avengers Endgame right before watching the Game of Thrones finale. And so it was just like too many endings for me. I don't know about you guys, but I hate, I I like hate love endings of TV shows and movies. They just make me sad. I don't know why. Like, that's just for me. It was just, it was tough. Two in a row. Um, but let me know your thoughts. I want to know if you liked it or not. Um, so yeah, I feel like besides that, I have comedy shows coming up. 
I will be on the East Coast, guys, for the last week of June and the first two weeks of July. I'm still locking down the exact dates, but I will be performing at the Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club, which is in Princeton. I think that's going to be the second week of July. Also, there will be shows in New York City. And I just want to know, like, if anyone is on the East Coast, let me know what comedy clubs or what places you want to go to to see me do comedy. Uh, I'm very on brand with <laughs> with Jersey, New York shows, especially. So um, I want to meet you guys. I want to meet some meatballs. I want to meet your friends, your family, your pets. I don't know, your favorite Uber driver, just anyone. I just want to say hi. Uh, we can maybe get some meatballs and some wine and pizza together. We'll make it a whole thing. Uh, meatball meetup, guys. So let me know. I would love to see you. Um, yeah, so reach out about that. I also post all the show dates on my social media at Jacqueline Murfuji. Uh, and I will be at the Ha Ha Comedy Club this coming Wednesday. So if you're in North Hollywood, come check it out. I think the show's at 8 o'clock, but I'll post it so you guys can find it. All right. Now that we got all that business out of the way, uh, I'm just going to get to my guest. Now, my guest this week is someone who uh, I think she was actually my first guest ever on What's Your Jersey. So this was over 115 episodes ago. I think you should go back and listen to our episodes. She used to be a frequent guest. And I say that because she was my ride or die best friend. She is still in my phone as boyfriend O'Brien. Um, but, you know, sometimes best friends hit a little bump in the road. And uh, I think we became so close that it just... Got a little codependent, uh, you know, and uh, then there was something that happened that was kind of a catalyst for like a girl argument fight, and we just had to take some time off, uh, and it took a while to rebuild and heal, and it took a lot of time to regain trust from each other, um, and I want to say, again, like, we both had faults, and both of us are not human, and I hope you guys can relate to this. I hope... This episode helps anyone out who's either gotten into an argument with a friend, best friend, or had a huge falling out. And for me, I I hold my friendships very close, near and dear to my heart. And I went through some stuff when I was in high school and post-high school where, you know, it made me really, really, really appreciate the close female friendships I had, especially, um, and... So it it was hard for me in the past few years. And you guys have heard me talk about letting go and, you know, friendship breakups and whatnot on the podcast before. And I I was a little nervous to, you know, podcast and air kind of our dirty laundry. But I really wanted to do it because it's something that we definitely have taken our time with and went through. And I feel like we're on the bright side of it and we definitely look at our friendship now as we're starting anew we're not trying to rebuild we're trying to just recreate um from a new place and start a new chapter i guess um and the rest is still unwritten uh i hope i didn't fumble through that too much but sometimes you just gotta fucking grow up get over it. I know for me, I was just walking around with so much sadness and anxiety and just anger. And the only person it was really hurting was me. Um, and so it was time to just forgive, forget and move on. Um, not forget. I mean, we all 
still remember things, but you know, sometimes you just gotta move on and move forward, especially we're in the same industry and we constantly see each other and it just makes sense. And I, I know for myself and I don't think for Rachel, we both wanted to be like, you're dead to me. We didn't go that far with it. And so the other option was we missed each other and we missed our friendship and you know, we wanted to try to get back there. So we talk all about that. So basically what I'm saying is I hope you guys get something out of this. And I hope while you're listening, you're like, God, that happened to me. And the only thing I can say is sometimes you just got to check your ego and you got to put aside your differences, be adults, move forward, because it's honestly so much easier to function without hate and anger and resentment, you know? Um, but we're honest. We, we say that there was many tries of getting back to the place we're at. Um, and so, yeah, and we're both doing pretty well career wise and moving more in the direction of, I think what we're aligned to do. And you'll hear all about that. She also, we don't talk about this on the podcast, but after Rachel and I finished podcasting, we're going back and forth about books and quotes that inspire us. And there's a book that I'm definitely going to run out and get Rachel mentioned. It's called, you're not that great. But neither is anyone else. It's by Elon Gale. And she said it's really funny, really truthful and honest, just about kind of, you know, not really giving a fuck. And that's kind of the theme of this podcast, if that makes sense, not to be harsh or whatever, but you just got to stop, you know, caring about what everyone else thinks and do what's right for you and do what you think you need to be doing. Don't be an asshole. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, do you, do you well and yeah, that's it. Keep the blinders on. I always say bombshell and my mom says run your own race, you know, and I really think that's true. And I think Rachel and I started to kind of run each other's races and just got too codependent and close. And now we're both running our own race and cheering each other on from the sidelines. And I think that's so important because you need people around you that are rooting for you and that lift you up and make you shine brighter. That's what we want. Um, Anyway, guys, I'll get to it. All right. Uh, My guest this week, uh, she is a comedian, podcast host of Be Here for a While. She also has a podcast with Christine Blackburn, who has also been a guest on What's Your Jersey. It's called Screwed Up Stories. It's awesome. Um, My guest is an actress, a screenwriter. She just got back from a European tour, which she talks about. Um, And she has a bunch of comedy dates coming up and You will hear all about those at the end of the podcast. I also recommend listening until the very end because it gets very fun. We play the playing the field game and Rachel basically makes her entire football team up of band members that she is obsessed with and loves. So definitely listen to it until the end. I promise it will not be disappointing. So without further ado, I hope all of you enjoy the wonderful, lovely, funny Rachel O'Brien. Hi. Hey, (laughs) welcome back. Oh my god. Listen. <laughs> I feel like you needed me to be gone because this is a whole different apartment. Oh god. This yeah. is impressive. It's beautiful. It was what I envisioned this apartment or condo to always be. <laughs> you like telepathically like sent us your design ideas. <laughs> well, it was also like you would always just be like I hate the where I live. I don't like it there. And I'm like it's actually a really freaking nice place. Just maybe throw your old roommate's law books away. <laughs> Hey, you know what? <laughs> Those came in handy when we did a scene from My Cousin Vinny in class. And okay. We needed logbooks. Okay, fair enough. I did throw them away after it because I'm sick of carrying them okay, good. around. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't know. And they were probably outdated. It's like no one could have 100%. used them to go to law school at this point. No one. They were from 2010. Hey, listen, Rachel. I am a tad bit of a hoarder. I, I admit it. You're not really. I just, I don't throw. It's not because I'm like attached to them. It's like, I don't really think you're a hoarder. No, it's there's no like sentimental attachment. I feel like I just leave things and like yeah don't. i think you just walk by it and you're like mm, i think i'd rather go work out <laughs> than deal with that yeah that's it and and uh, guys this apartment like on like where you're sitting right now like everything's like nice and like it's put together really nice but my bathroom is kind of like monica's closet on friends your where... bathrooms always look like that so yeah, I ex- i'm not surprised i didn't exactly. see it yet but oh yeah does that... tommy not have an opinion on that um you know he's really mad about it and he doesn't go in there like he uses the other bathroom okay. and it's it's we've made bets on it and like it'll be good for like a day or two yeah and then it just mine is starting to be very cluttered though with like products like it's i i get a lot of free products sent to me yes. and so like the entire corner of my bat my counter is just like and if i were a guy and i came over i'd be like what is she using all this for is that her <laughs> real face even like what's going on here no i recently walked into rachel's bathroom and like you've always had a lot of like really cool fucking products yeah. but this time it looked like a neiman marcus counter <laughs> and i was like homegirl has stepped up her game it's most of it's just random free shit that i'll never use I mean, oh, no, girl. I do use some of it. You do? What's your favorite stuff you're using right now? Um, oh, yeah, that was on your list of questions. Um, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, like, I used to buy, um, like, La Mer, like, the expensive stuff from Saks and Neiman's or whatever. But then uh, this lady named Robin Herb came to a Vanderpump Rules meetup, and uh, I started talking to her, and she was like, I want to send you guys some of my products. And I was like, sure. And then I started using it and I'm like, this is better than anything I've ever used. Like it's, I mean, she has a very nice like salon or what are those called? What is a facial place called? Spa, Spa? esthetician's office, Uh, whatever. I don't know. Beauty life. I don't know. Um, Thing in Boston off Newberry Street, like super nice. that woman with the bottles are black with the silver label. Yeah. Well, now they're they're just silver now, but yeah. Um, But yeah, it's. The, the stuff's amazing. And I even got my friend uh, Rachel into it. And Rachel is very wealthy and can have anything in the world. And now she she's like using it now too. Wait, I just ran out of all my stuff and I need new. You need to get more stuff. I need new I think things. I might have some extra I can give you too. I mean, I'll, I'll trade cheese. How okay, cool. <laughs> cheese. Actually, for- yeah, please do. No, like Rachel's face. I, ever since I've known you, you've been like the prettiest person I've ever met. Um, okay, that's not true. No, it's very true. Uh, but like your your skin has always been like flawless. Thanks. I've never seen a pimple on your face. It's so annoying. No, I get them sometimes. Do you? I have a new sponsor, though. I mean, I'm not even trying to pitch my own sponsor on here, but this shit's good. What is it? And it's not expensive. It's called um, Meltdown by Bloom, and you it's like an all-natural thing. You just put a little bit on your zit at night, and like it goes away. Not totally by the next day, but within a few days, it's gone, and it's not that gross drying stuff that like... I need that. It's like an essential oil. I learned on... So I'm working on a game show, Meatballs. I haven't talked about this yet, but... um. We, one of the questions, it was like, what can you put on zits overnight to clear it up? And it's it, one of the answers was toothpaste. Yeah. One of it was Visine. And the other one was like olive oil. And the right answer was Visine. And apparently. I've heard of that because it takes redness out. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I thought toothpaste was supposed to be good that's too. That's what I thought too. But apparently that's a myth. Have you tried that? I'm sure when I was in like high school or something. Oh, I definitely had like a face full of toothpaste yeah. in high school. Sure. I was like, this is a facial. <laughs> this isn't going to. My face is oily. Let me just put some bleach. <laughs> toothpaste on it that's cool that'll be good for my skin right um how's your side doing oh my side well oh when i thought i 
Um, <laughs> sorry, I just spilled. That's okay. Um, it blends in. <laughs> when I thought I my appendix was rupturing. Yeah, I texted Rachel to do this podcast. <laughs> she was like, I'm on my way to urgent care. I think my appendix is bursting. Did you get the follow-up to that? <gasps> I did just because I listened to your Wendy mcclendon copy that's how you say it, yeah podcast. um no it's what? fine um you're good yeah they just looked at me like she just pretended to type on the computer like mm-hmm, and what are your symptoms and like just so she didn't have to like literally be like you have a pulled muscle get out of here so she gave me like 10 minutes of her time and then she was like i think you pulled a muscle if it's still hurting maybe oh take God. some tylenol really actually she did say like she was like i can prescribe you some pain meds i'm like no, I don't need pain meds for freaking pulled muscle. And this is why people are addicted to opiates. Like, don't give them to everyone for everything. Yeah. And not that I would ever become addicted. I didn't want them. But I'm like, stop yeah. handing this out like candy. <laughs> wow. I feel like it's so much harder for everyone else to get them. Uh, I mean, I'm sure like, I'm sure like the 10th refill is a pretty tough sell. Yeah. That's, I think, is <laughs> really what the hard part is. Off. You're healed. Yeah. Calm down. No, my dad had his Achilles. He mm-hmm. had that surgery on that last Ooh, summer. Yeah. That sounds painful. It's painful. And my mom had a hard time filling his prescription for pain meds after like the oh, yeah. second round. Well, they need, I mean, not that your dad was abusing it, but they need to be careful about that because there are obviously there's a huge epidemic. No, it's insane. Mm-hmm. This has been the addiction corner. Yeah. Rachel and Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy you're back on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. It's been a while. I don't, are you asking me about sports? <laughs> since we hadn't been hanging for a while, like. It's not like you even talked about sports that much, but like, I'm yeah. not really like, I don't have a connection to you it really at don't all. Care. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, I do. It's fun when it's going on. Like a good date. Would you go to like a sports bar with someone? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun for you. Yeah. And I did that with that last loser I was dating. Um, um Oh, can we, oh, and I went to a that? soccer game with him. Ugh, went to a soccer. Those are kind of tough to sit through actually. No, it was so fun actually. Mm. Well, Kristen Carter came too. So that made it more fun. That makes it fun. So Kristen and I were just doing other things. Yeah. That's what Taking I do. Taking selfies, pretending that we were at it. I mean, it's trying to find David Beckham. I love that, as yeah. you do at soccer games. Yeah. It's like he, it's like you think just soccer is David Beckham, so he must be at every soccer game. <laughs> like, there can't be one without him. I mean, that's why I would go to the UCLA games with Phil. Like For I, him? Was he there? I Actually, Phil was... He said he was at practices. At one point, David Beckham's sons were, like, training with Phil during, oh. like, the summer camps. The McIntyre kids trained with Phil at the summer camps there, too. That's, That's very crazy. weird. Yeah, it's insane. Whatever, UCLA. Um, You'd think Phil could meet, like, a hot divorcee. Like, a rich, hot divorcee. You know... That's Phil, probably against the rules, though. He's had some stalkers, which we just found out about. Really? Like, some, like, stalker, soccer mom, like... I believe it. Women are nuts. Oh, Yeah. Like paragraphs of text, selfies, like all that stuff. It's crazy. Ugh. Do you do don't, that? Don't do you send, send unsolicited selfie? No. No. No, I've only done it if like the guy has done it first and like then I'll do one in response. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. Like a, you know? Yeah. Like, like he's like, I'm stressed at work. Here's my face. And then sometimes I'll send one back. Like, that's cute. Yeah. Do you, um, so Rachel takes really good selfies. You posted a good one today actually yeah and someone was like is this sponsored by facetune too i'm like no it's just that like really blurry facebook or not facebook instagram one what is it subtle or whatever yeah i like that yeah i get someone i posted a picture yesterday and someone was like oh your skin's the same color as donald trump's and i was like you're like okay. thanks thank you thank you delete that's nice that's great people are so wonderful yeah do you have any good selfie tips for people because i feel like you give really good selfie Mm, I mean, know your angles. <laughs> know your side. Uh, I have a side. Get good light. Yeah, I have. I have. I am either straight on or one side. Yeah, 
Um, well, and it's also just because that's I can't take it with my left hand, so it, I guess it's always from that side, anyways. Yeah. It's, um, Is it because of the surgery? You can't do the left hand. Yeah, it would be harder, and then it's also I'm just not left-handed, so I wouldn't think to do oh, it. Oh yeah, I don't know. That's what I always do. I'm left-handed. So do you take it from your left yeah, side? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so, so that and my left side is my good side. side. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Thank God. So is this my right side? We'd have some issues. Is this my right side? Yeah, that's your right side. Huh. <laughs> no, then we're good in photos next to each other. Yeah. No, we were always really good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were. Ty Chase and I always had issues in photos because we had the same side, so yeah. everything looked like a prom picture because we'd always be like, "Oh, that's really back funny." To front. Yeah. It was a thing. Even like I was in, in her wedding last summer. And it's like when you have to take the individual pictures with the yeah. bride. Like again, it was prom photo. Like we just I mean, couldn't. shouldn't you just given that, that one to her though? It was her wedding. Day. I did. I did. <laughs> we took one like that. And then like I kind of just like grabbed her and like we did fun stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. I yeah, haven't I haven't seen those pictures yet. Um anyway. How long ago was that? You haven't seen photos? I that was in August. So he, he, almost nine months? She's just posted a bunch of pictures from like, I don't know, like the nuptials and yeah. like all that. Like I haven't seen any of the ones of like all of us. And um, it was She's trying to make it a slow burn. A slow burn. She really wants to milk every second. <laughs> That's like when you do one photo shoot mm-hmm. and then like I'm still I'm using so, pictures. I know, it's, I can't. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's just, but I can't take another themed photo shoot. Like, I'm too old for that. What am I doing? <laughs> I know. So just keep using the same dumb ones. I, but the yours are good. Not really. I, I'm into it. <laughs> I don't, I barely use them anymore. Um, so guys, the big elephant in the room, would you call it? Yeah. With I Rachel so. and I? Yeah. Um, I wanted Rachel to come on because guys, we had a friendship breakup. We did. We had a, fr- <laughs> what, how do you mix like Brangelina? What's a, there probably is a word on the internet for friendship breakup. Oh, I'm sure there is. I should have like Friendsgiving. Well, we it was kind of like a Ross and Rachel moment. Like people wanted us to get back together. Yeah. Oh God, we had, we had interventions. <laughs> we Carrie had, Martin tried to intervene. Good and, for her. And we made Carrie so nervous she had to take a Xanax and go to do shots at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we're like can you just get away from us right now please yeah we had like real housewives sit down we really did they were sit down it was a lot it was like yeah let's meet here <laughs> and then we'll talk about it and then we'll leave and be like hey i still want to work on this i'm not sure i trust you yet but yes. let's <laughs> let's build from here let's definitely work on it um yeah. i'll see you in six months yeah uh <laughs> It was a very like slow burn build, like yeah. everything. Um, and I have to say, I feel like friendship breakups are worse than actual like relationship, yeah. like boyfriend breakups, which is funny because Rachel is still in my phone as boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I wouldn't say they're worse. They're, I would say they are equally as, it will, depends on how bad the breakup is with the dude, but that's true. Uh, but here's the thing with a friendship breakup, you can't just like rebound. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to go out with and then this guy will distract me and I don't even care about my boyfriend anymore. Yeah. It's like you lost someone that you hung out with every day and you don't just replace it. It's not like I don't know how to go make a new best friend. Yeah, like that's that would be weird. And a major red flag if anyone ever comes up to you and is like, well, do you want to be my new best friend? Probably run. Do people do that to you? No, I'm just saying, like, if I did that to someone, like, hey, um, me and Jocelyn aren't friends anymore. Do you want to take her place? That'd <laughs> be weird. You have, like, auditions. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> There's, like, you send out scripts. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're looking for. This is what I need you to compliment me on every day. Yes. And now, okay, go. That wasn't believable. Say it with more sparkle. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. You that... brought me white wine. I like red wine. <laughs> yeah, I made sure I got the red wine today, guys. <laughs> I did. And I haven't because I have a new big girl job where I like really can't drink. Like I won't wake up at 4 a.m. if yeah. I'm like having cocktails. Like I do it for flights, but like consistently like every single day of the week. Like it just I would sleep through my Wait, alarm. what do you mean? You'll drink before a flight the next day? Well, like I'll drink like if I have to wake up at 4 for a flight, like I'm okay having a few glasses of wine because I just know like I'll pop up out of bed yeah, and then you I just get roll to roll yourself into yeah, onto the flight and whatever. Yeah, but like consistently having to wake up at 4 a.m. and like actually be on for like 12 hours yeah. and like like I just it's I can't yeah totally and, and I'm too maybe like halfway into the run I'm like deathly afraid of like missing my alarm right no, now. no it's good I probably yeah. I wouldn't be able to really I, miss I it, mean though. I could have like a glass of wine but there's no way I could have a bunch and then get up at four I might start doing like the a uh, glass of wine because yeah. I have I'm the opposite of you when it comes to going to bed early like I fight yeah, that's it true. I hate it yeah <laughs> I literally lie in bed <laughs> does, does a glass of wine help you fall asleep easier I think maybe it might. I know you're not supposed to drink wine. Yeah, not too close because like, it can wake you up. It can wake sugar. you up. I, I, I'll see. I'll experiment and let you guys know. I mean, my trick is CBD oil. That's how I go to bed. Really? Stay, yeah, asleep. I love it. Wait. Like, it's way better you... than melatonin. Melatonin will knock me out for like three or four hours, but then I wake up. Like, Yeah, that doesn't work for it's me. It's more disruptive for my sleep. So what do you do with the CBD oil? You should put it under your tongue. And it's like it has it. no THC or anything, and it's just this pure CBD. Yeah. It tastes then, real gross. Do you wake up from it, though, for alarms? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think I've ever slept through an alarm anyways. Okay, I yeah. have. Yeah, no. That's good. You're in a deep sleep. Uh, I guess so. Uh, you do go into a really deep sleep with vivid dreams, though, on vivid, it. I Real can... vivid dreams. Really? Yeah, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Rachel and I, we had a little friendship breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and It's weird that I'm not wearing headphones. I don't know if I'm being loud enough. No, you are. You're perfect okay. right now. Um. And it wasn't, it was, I think in retrospect, something that like we both actually needed to go through and like had to happen. Mm -hmm. Rachel and I realized after the friendship, like there was a catalyst, but like there was, it opened up a ton of like a can of worms for things. And we both kind of just were so codependent. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it was like two years ago, but I feel like we've both grown up so much since then. I think that it like, it definitely... We were we were each other's crutch for a hot second, you know, oh, and yeah. that or more than a hot second, a long time. And I think that, like, yeah, de- I feel like it's probably been better for your and Tommy's relationship. Yeah, maybe. No, no. I feel <laughs> well. He was annoyed at probably that you were talking about like us being broken up. Yeah, that he was like, I on it, like we need to do something about this. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, like, this is I really can't hear what. So that yeah, so happened. He got sick of hearing about it. Yeah, he got sick of hearing about it. I think ever it was just it was just a thing and it I think it took some time it took some time and I think that's important I I definitely like think when you go through a friendship breakup or whatever and you actually want to like move forward like some people are like you're dead to me yeah cut off that's it like you're done yeah and I feel like maybe I've I don't know if I've had that with anyone do you have anyone that like is like completely dead to you and is just like that's it no not yeah. really no no I can't think of anyone yeah I didn't feel that way about uh, like I never wanted it to be that. Yeah. And also, I I mean, Rachel and I are in the same industry. We have like a, so many mutual friends. Like, yeah. It, so it was we also like going to see each other. Yeah. And it was hard to like escape that. I think social for me, social media definitely like 
fucked with my head a little bit. I just muted you. Yeah, I, I muted you too. What? Oh my god! Honestly, it's the right way to go. I feel like that's the healthy thing to do. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to like unfollow or like unfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. but like you just, I think didn't we I just, block you at a certain point? You did, and I didn't realize it until I thanked you for <laughs> helping me start my podcast. And you were like, "What? I'm blocked?" <laughs> and I was like, "Look, I'm savage." <laughs> I was like, "Cool, cool." Um, good to know. Um, I think I left it in there anyway. I like my first gut instinct. I was like, oh, my God, did something happen? Because I had never been blocked. I didn't know that's how things. You didn't notice when we hadn't been friends? I don't. I just. I don't (laughs) know. I wonder what happened. (laughs) We haven't spoken for six months, but I wonder if she's mad at me. (laughs) No, I knew. I knew that. Um, So, yeah, a lot of I don't know if you meatballs have gone through anything like that. But like I I, I wanted to talk to Rachel about this because it is something that. There's something a lot of people I'm sure have gone through. And it's yeah. interesting to see how people handle it. Like, do you forgive the people? Do you, you know, are they dead to you now? Yeah. DM us. Let us know. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Email me. What's I mean, your... I know some of you people noticed because I received messages occasionally. So yeah, don't play too. stupid. <laughs> ladies. It also, the movie Beaches actually helped me because I realized they fought a lot in Did that they? movie I and they got that back together. So good. It's, I, you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. didn't take cancer for us to get back together. Is, Is it what it was? <laughs> yes. Cancer? Yeah. I'm not laughing about cancer, it's but fine. it is. You can laugh about it if you want. It's no, it's God, close to my heart in this climate. Whatever. My dad used to laugh about his own cancer. That's the thing, though. I feel like if you've had it or been through it, you can. I mean, I've been through it with family members and yeah. stuff too. My dad has had a bunch of stuff cut off of him, but yeah, yeah. We just it, it's cancerous things. Yeah, skin cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, is he good now? I hope so. Phil, 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 yeah, he's I want to check on that. Yeah, no, no, no. He's okay, good now. Cool. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, my dad always had such a good sense of humor and still does about it. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think if you've been through it or if it's close to you, like you can joke around about it. Yeah. Like your wheelchair stuff, like yeah. your jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie shouldn't have pissed me off and I wouldn't have rolled him into a corner and locked his wheels to think about it. <laughs> That's a joke. It was a joke. It I mean, we, I joke. did it to him as a joke and then he would laugh and it was a thing. No. Whatever. It's fine. Don't receive naked photos from your nurse. That's all I have to say. Is that what? Wait, I never knew that. Is that the thing? They weren't like fully naked. Yes. It was. He used to. I don't. It's a long story. Oh, my God. That would drive me insane. Yeah. But I was kind of. I gave him a pass. I was like, hey, don't do that ever again. Yeah. But I understand like you were paralyzed in like your major formative years and probably missed out on a lot of female attention. Like you get a pass. Okay. (laughs) I gave him a pass. That's good. Yeah. No. So, guys, basically what we're trying to say is it takes time. Yeah, for sure. It definitely took time. There was, I don't know if there was ever a point where I was like, I never want to speak to her again. It was more just like, I think there was just a certain period of time where like, I'm chill if we're not friends again. Like this, you know, but... You know, I was just sort of, I was just, well, but then again, open to the possibility of like, but there was a period of time there where like, I just had to like, it was sort of like a survival thing where I was like, I just have to heal myself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel very alone right now. And like, I don't have anything to give anyone else at the moment. So yeah, if that's what it's got to be, that's what it's got to be. No. And I, I respect that. And I think that's really important. I think that's how you grow. Yeah. And like move forward. And I think we both had to do that. And I feel like now. It's almost like a new chapter or like a new totally. type of like adult. A new friendship. A new friendship. 
Yeah, we're, where we're not super codependent. Where I'm not sitting at your bar doing my work while you work, just staring at you. <laughs> so weird. We spent a lot of money on happy hours, um, yeah. you know, and just hanging. It is. But I also think, and I don't know if anyone does comedy that's listening. I think in the comedy community, when you start, you kind of latch on to someone because it is so yeah. scary. And like you want to like produce and you want to do all this stuff. Yeah. And I think we did that. And I think we also like have similar like belief systems and like we're yeah, very we have close similar family background and stuff. Yeah. And all of that. And I think that it's, you know, it was comforting to yeah. have someone to like, you know, bounce things off of totally. who was kind of in it with me. I mean, but... and I'm not saying all of our codependent stuff was bad stuff. A lot of it was good stuff. It was work stuff or we did a lot of cool you shit. Know, yeah. Being there for each other, going through like dating stuff. I mean, most of it was good stuff. Yeah, for sure. We're not saying like break up with your best friends. <laughs> it's just it's more just like uh I don't I wouldn't have the time to spend that much time with someone now. That's how I feel. Yeah, like I wouldn't I don't know how that would happen. Like even scheduling a coffee with like scheduling this podcast is hard. Yeah. Like true. It's more, we're just we're getting older and growing up and like are we're becoming more successful so yeah. things, you know, take more time and it's crazy. Yeah. No. We're like next leveling it. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, and no. you like have a live-in boyfriend and all those things. Yeah, but like we never see each other. Really? <laughs> we you guys I live mean, like fairly independent like lives. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's like in what way? I wish that we spent more time together. Like sometimes I feel like I sound very like you know flippant about it, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, we don't hang out. Like we don't we don't really see each other. But like we definitely take time for each other and like block stuff out. Like I do you have like date nights and stuff. Yeah, we try to do that like once a week. That's great. If that um, I feel bad. Like tomorrow we were supposed to go to Disneyland and I got an audition and mm-hmm. it's right smack dab in the middle of the day and yes you know i can't i was like i'm really sorry mm-hmm. um just because i haven't been have you been recently to disneyland yeah i don't really go yeah i mean no i haven't been in years i haven't been in a while i haven't been in probably two decades i feel like you would were choosing the worst weekend to go though too it is it's yeah memorial day weekend it's memorial day weekend and it's apparently like kids have just gotten out of school or yeah. they have a long weekend like it probably is for the best that you're not going yeah so I'm okay with it. I feel yeah. like the universe is like, this one's for you, Jacqueline. Yeah, like that, that's too much. <laughs> I've, I, and also the new job I have, I'm on my feet for 12 hours a day. Like yeah. I've been having like lower back pain, like my feet have been hurting. And like, yeah. I wanted to go because I love rides. I love like just the whole, like, yeah, I mean, it is super fun. It's so fun. And it would be fun to like get out of LA and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like the idea of walking around anywhere, you're going to be in crazy lines during that time too. Uh, yeah. And having to stay, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. So I feel like you would talk me go on like fun trips and stuff though no yeah i mean we do new orleans and then i have shows in like new york and new jersey for like half of july so yeah. we're going back for like jersey shore and like all that stuff for the tv show or just going to jersey no, shore just going. oh i was like what <laughs> um you guys are big fans uh, no. um yeah so but like during like during the week like tonight when he gets off work like do you guys like chill and like order in and oh, watch tv i actually was gonna ask you about this so last night he was really excited because jimmy kimmel and norman lear had that all in the family jefferson's like crossover tv show it was like oh, cool. live i'm so shocked you didn't see something oh i know on yeah TV it's crazy that I, know. <laughs> I went on a date with someone last night and i was like please don't let him ask the question of these two like major tv shows that he wrote show run produced or whatever and so he was talking about it as if I had seen him because everyone in the world had seen these shows. And I was like, mm-hmm. And he's like, have you not seen such as that show? And I was like, 
I was hoping you weren't going to ask that. I was like, nope, not one episode in the whole like 10 seasons that you guys had. You know what? Your comeback for that is, I'm sorry, have you seen my comedy? Because I'm out at comedy clubs every night yeah, and uh, I'm not at home. He was no, he wasn't mad, but it was just more like, I, I get embarrassed about that question. Like, and he wasn't, he was literally like, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, no, I just get embarrassed because like there's so much I have not seen. So what do you do? Like, do you ever like stay home and binge watch anything? I feel like I've watched movies with you at your yeah. place because you love popcorn. And that's always popcorn. fun. I mean, I can eat popcorn doing anything. I should though. have given you popcorn instead of meatballs. I mean, the meatballs are good. They're turkey. I'm Very sorry. Normally, the, you, you get beef, and no. these ones are just healthier. I actually ate turkey meatballs before I came here. Amazing. Trader Joe's ones. Um, oh, I love those. Those are good. I haven't had those I forgot in a while. about them. Um, yeah. You know, I think about this a lot where I'm like, what am I doing with my time? Like, it is. I don't think. My TV, I haven't turned my TV on since before I went to Europe. I've been back for a couple weeks. But then I also went to Kansas. So my TV hasn't been turned on in well over a month. Okay. Like, I don't, I couldn't tell you what I do. You're I just think, on your computer and like on your phone doing like business stuff. I think and writing. so, yeah. I think I'm usually like working. Yeah. Or like I go for long walks and listen to podcasts. I or I listen things. to a podcast and I like clean my house or organize something. Yeah. Yeah, or I'm going to a comedy club, or I'm, like, going on a date or something at night. So, yeah. like, I don't know. So, I had um, Rachel's I co-host, co-headliner, I don't know, what would I call Natasha? Oh, um, for you. Uh, <laughs> co- Headliner? I don't know. We went on tour together. Yeah. So comedian that comedian, we're both friends with that I went on tour. Exactly. With. So Rachel and Natasha. Natasha was on last week and we talked about um funny, embarrassing moments on the tour. She told a story about you guys getting lost in was it pussy? Or like the, it was a bar or something where it was pronounced a certain way. Oh, uh, the cat. Yeah, the cat. And mm-hmm. it was yeah. So she told that story. She said there was an embarrassing story that she would let you tell. Well, when I broke open my knee, maybe is it that one, or is it when I got in a fight with the guys that sold me expensive ham in the street? In Prague? I think that might have been it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe should it could be though that I tripped. Um, I was wearing really cute shoes, and I tripped going up some like cement stairs and busted open my knee, oh, and was like, bleeding everywhere. Oh, and God. then we were going to meet this guy that um, who? Okay, so I went on like. A date with him like two years ago in Paris. It was like really hot actor dude. Um, yeah. We met on ride. We went on one date like two years ago in Paris. But we've always like, kept in touch. And That's um, cool. Yeah, so we hung out with him and his friends and had a blast with them twice when we were in Paris. Um, but that was the first night we were going to meet them. And so like we're on our way to, the, it was the cat bar or something. Like, El chat. I don't know. I just, I don't know French. Um, and... Yeah, so I, I, like, bust open my knee, and then we're trying to find a place I can go clean it up. And she was like, there was a choice between, like, a fancy kind of looking, like, cafe restaurant bar or this, like, hard rock, like, slayer looking place. And she goes, for whatever reason, you bolt into the scary place. But they ended up being, like, the nicest people. Like, they helped, like, me bandage up my leg and all this stuff. Said. Yeah, they were super nice. Um, Who did you almost fight in Prague? <sighs> <laughs> I was so mad. So you in Prague, you can usually you can either usually use the krona or the euro to like pay for stuff. And Natasha and I were walking around. We were hungry, and we were like, "Well, let's just get like some street meat. Like, let's just be cheap and like whatever. And we'll keep walking." And so um, I go over to this 
booth and Natasha goes to a smart one. It was she it cost her like five euros to get a chicken sandwich. So basically compared to me, hers was free. Okay. I go over to this other one and I didn't realize that it was being weighed by the pound, but also I think they scammed me because I was American. So it was just like these like it looked it looked like prosciutto, but it was like straight up ham, like thick ham, like on a spit. And I was Gross. just like I guess I'll have that. But I figured like they were going to thin slice it. They would probably go into like a nice little sandwich type situation. Yeah. So he cuts off like just the fattiest piece, slaps it onto a plate with like two cold pieces of bread and then weighs it. And then I start to panic when he starts to weigh it. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be expensive. And he was like 19 euros. I was like, what? Like 19. And I got really (laughs) fucking mad. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And then. I couldn't fight him on my own. So then uh, Natasha and I went back after we were like, I was like, it's also like, it's pure fat. Like I can't eat this. And we went back and then I started fighting with him again. I was like, it's not even a good cut of meat. It's pure fat. Like, no, I, like I basically was like, give me my money back. Yeah. And he, we compromised and he just gave me a better cut of just gross, salty ham and uh, cold bread. I'm like, ugh. no, I was very upset. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened. I don't know that that's the story. Those, I think she's probably talking about the knee one. Yeah. I don't know. I want to know, and a few people wrote in, they wanted to know what it was like performing over there. Oh, it was a blast. Like, um, if it, the language barrier, like, any of that, like, how was it? There, w- Well, we were mostly performing for, in- for sure, English-speaking audiences. Um, definitely, though, like, their sense of humor might have been different, but... I mean, the people in the audience were either people that already listened to my podcast or or people Natasha knew or like people. There were very few like surprise people in the audience that didn't know what they were expecting. Okay. And so, but either way, I mean, I think even like, because some of them are actually, they're from Prague or they were from Paris. And so their sense of humor is probably slightly different. Mm -hmm. But the only difference I would say is they would sort of laugh at different times than you're normally used to on a joke. Okay. Like. But it went, they went really well overall. Did you get maybe like different tags or like different things for jokes because of that? Um, not really. Like we usually both opened up with something sort of like local that had happened, but it's not necessarily something that I would say here because yeah. it's like, I'm not in Prague. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but it was, I mean, it was really cool. A lot of work though. I like know, it, was hardly, it was hardly, it was hardly a vacation. Hard. It was very, not at all. So a vacation. like. Just because I feel like so many people can't even wrap their brain around planning something like that mm-hmm. and having... And we planned it in like two months. We just got the idea and then yeah, we were like, I guess we're going to do this let's now. Let's do it. Which is so inspiring. And I feel like, you know, Thanks. that's not even for comedians. I mean, like you do that anyone. kind of stuff too. Like when you like would shoot those music videos where you're just like, <laughs> I'm doing this and now here's an entire production I'm putting on. It's... Yeah, like this song's hitting now. We need now. Yeah. <laughs> like now. It's You just sort of do it. I kind of feel like that's how life is though. Like sometimes you just have to like rip the band-aid off. I think that's how most people should treat their life because it's you're never going to get anywhere unless you try. And you have to be prepared that it's not going to necessarily go perfectly, but just do it. Just try. Yeah. You know? And it's... I mean, you could we could have probably planned it further in advance and I don't know. This is what we did this time. It looked like it worked out really well. It worked out great. So when you guys were, they were going from, you guys were in, first you started in New York mm-hmm. and you were in, you went to Paris, Prague, Berlin, Edinburgh, um, England. Where else did you guys go? Sorry. started New York, Inverness, Scotland, which is the Scottish Highlands and Edinburgh, then London, then Berlin, Prague, and then Paris. It's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Like, were you just constantly working on the next city, like, while you were yes, in? Yes, it was very hard was? to enjoy. Yeah, and, and it was, like, 
and then I feel like we didn't get a chance to properly promote every one of them as much as we could have because it was like, okay, we have a show tomorrow in Berlin, but right now we want to make sure we sell the last tickets of this show in the city that we're in. So it's like, okay, then the minute that show was done, it was like, now we all of a sudden got to start promoting the one for tomorrow. Like, it was hard. It was hard to space all that out too because it's like we didn't, I didn't, we didn't know how to hit everyone at the right time, and yeah. So it was constantly. And we were constantly moving. Yeah. And also, we got all of our hotels for free. And so... Was and that, that the WeGo app? No, we got that. We were just emailed hotels around the world. And we were just like, hey, like, if we do social media posts, can we have free rooms? In Berlin, they gave us, like, a huge two-bedroom suite with two bathrooms. like So cool. For free. And we got to go into this, like, executive lounge with all this free food. It was great. Um, um, but so the whole time, too, we're like, okay, we got to take this photo for the hotel. We got to do this post. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, but we kind of do that every day in life anyway. True. <laughs> and we saved our, like, sounds like $3,000 on hotels exactly. by doing that. So, um, do I can't you, complain. Do you have any advice for people that are traveling and going to, like, multiple cities and doing kind of, like, work and play stuff? Like, is there anything that you learned along the way that, like, you would do differently next time or, like, anything? Um, I like the way Natasha and I did it. I think that you don't have to overly plan things. Sometimes the best days are when you just sort of, happen upon something or like you know we had a really fun day in Prague when it was raining we just like we're like just wandering around exploring and just like yeah I think being like okay so we're gonna take this cooking class in Paris and then later we're gonna have a dinner by the Eiffel Tower and then we're gonna go see Moulin Rouge and it's like you almost take the joy out of exploring when everything's so pre-planned it's so true and just I don't know just taking the time to like enjoy it not being on your phone the whole time. Girl, that's the no biggest phone. thing. I think it's so easy to get sucked into your phone and mm-hmm. just like work and emails and scrolling and yeah. all like I will look down and an hour later I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, and I don't even think like, I, yes, it helps your career to be like posting and stuff all the time and like getting in the word out there, but like, at a certain point, you're, like, killing your own creativity and your possibility for, like, growth and creating other projects if you're just constantly like, hey, look at me doing this. Hey, look, I'm here. Like, it's caused, and I've talked to so many comedians, and I'm sure you have, actors, just mm-hmm. anyone, so much anxiety when it comes to posting certain things. Yeah, it's just not fun. It really, sometimes you are, like, genuinely living your life, and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I want to do it. But sometimes you're just like, I got to get content out. Like, people are going to, like, lose interest and, and all that. Sometimes and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for how and why things do well. Like, yeah. I just had Wendy McClendon Covey on my podcast. She's huge. She's ran on 911, the Goldbergs, Bridesmaids. Huge. And I'm not saying, like, the downloads are bad, but I would have thought people would have been like, holy shit. And it would have um, been like... Yeah triple the downloads they normally are and it's like it's so funny and i noticed that it doesn't that too. necessarily translate I, I don't know well i also think it's possible that people know her face but they don't necessarily know her name so like if you're scrolling through a podcast you're probably just like oh i don't know who that is they would have to open up the details and like read and who's yeah got time for that yeah no i genuinely whenever i have like close friends on those are the ones that always do better yeah. than like it's crazy it really celebrities. is it's so insane you there is no rhyme or reason i did like love... my probably my most notable podcast is the one where i talked about an email i wrote to keanu reeves like and it was just <laughs> dumb it was just a dumb episode where sabrina and i are just like reading it aloud it's and so good though. yeah oh my god sabrina 
She's so funny. Yeah. That gave me hope, too, because I feel like I saw... What a, not when I saw you guys at a concert, but... Oh, yeah. You saw us at the Hollywood Bowl. I saw you at the Hollywood Bowl, but it was before that, before you and I had our breakup. I was at your apartment, and she was there, and I remember her saying that you guys didn't talk for, like, a year. And I, like, oh, yeah. kept that in my mind, being like, okay, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We didn't have a breakup. She just disappeared off the face of the earth. Which, you know... She was doing self-care. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did love so much and meatballs right after you're done listening to this. Please go listen to the Wendy um, episode on be here for a while because it's a it's good episode. She gives so good. She's so real. First of all, yes. she's like the least Hollywood person ever. And she just gives such great advice. Oh and I God. think she's just very supportive of humans in general. Like it, it seems like she's running her own race. 100%. Which I fucking love. I love that she lives in Long yeah. Beach. <laughs> She's she's amazing. And, and she didn't start her career until she was like, in earnest, she says, like 27, 28, which is pretty late. Yeah. But like, that was just like starting to audition and stuff. Like, yeah. it wasn't like she hit it at 27, 28. Yeah. She was probably like in her early 30s or mid 30s when she booked Reno 911. Yeah. And she also still had a day job while she Even was then. filming Bridesmaids. Granted, I think she just loved the day job too, but she was like. She was filming Bridesmaids, one of the biggest comedies of that year. Of all time at this point, I feel no, like. No, I mean, yeah. But it was an ensemble cast, so I guess she was saying, like, you know, it, she didn't make as much money as we would think. Yeah. But she had a day job during that. That's so crazy. It's crazy. No. I loved um, what you guys talked about when it came to listening to your parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, And choosing not to listen to certain things. Yeah, you have to. Um, have you had to do that a lot over the past, like, probably oh, yeah. 10 years of being an adult? Uh, yeah, but I, but I would I would let them affect me, like, quite a bit. Um, but, then, I mean, there's two sides to that, though. Like, my yeah. parents have always been so supportive of me. But, you know, I also can't necessarily, like, live my life just so they don't have anxiety or my mom specifically have anxiety. Um, I miss Cindy. Because there's, here's the thing. They don't want me to be unhappy. Obviously they want me to be happy. So, but my be by my constantly listening to them and being nervous that like, you know, they want my outward appearance or my mom probably more specifically than my dad. But like my dad admitted it to me when we were kind of, my parents and I have had to like, we did a little family therapy for this, but my dad admitted it in therapy. He said, Yes, there has been have many times where I just I don't understand why you can't just have like a nine to five like I you know yeah and then you know but a lot of it for them is not like it's a lot of it is safety where they just are like my daughter is on the road alone and at night and things and I think it's just like they want to sleep at night totally but I can't dumb myself down or not do what I want just so they can sleep better like. They have to find a way to deal with that. And, like, if I'm being as safe as possible, like, you know, it's not like I get shit-faced and, you know, wander around. It's like I've taken self-defense classes. Like, I, you know, I'm I'm safe. I need to get more mace. My, I think my mace is expired. I also lost my pocket knife yesterday. Oh, well, how did you lose your pocket knife? I, I didn't notice. <gasps> I heard something fall when I went to go pee when I was on my walk. I like went to this restaurant uh-huh. and I was like, and I couldn't see anything. I was like, wasn't my phone. I'm like, what fell? And I forgot that I had it clipped to my shorts. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good possibility that fell into the toilet too. And I just wasn't paying attention because it wasn't on the ground. 
but I lost it. It was a bummer. That toilet's probably not working. Yeah, but have you you have you experienced? Yeah, it's not sure that with your parents where. Uh, I I felt like my mom was shaming me because I posted a picture of myself in a bra. Um, <laughs> what'd she say? Well, no, it was more it was of a, a tasteful tone. photo. Oh, thank you. Um, and it was an ad. And yeah. I, I, you know, got paid to post it. And yeah. Like it was, it was more just like, well, that was a nice picture of you in a bra. <laughs> and like, kind of like it was more of a tone thing where for I was some just reason like, I would think that Ellen would be like, oh, yes. my daughter looks hot. <laughs> like I'm excited. No, it's more like we covered up you know always yeah like we don't need to show skin yeah like, be classic like you know like but it was an ad i know it was i had to lot. do an ad where i was like mom please just don't tell dad or oh it blocked my dad from instagram story <laughs> for a day and my grandma and i pre-warned my mom i was like let me know if you want me to block anyone else but like uh, i'm getting paid quite a bit of money to do an ad for coconut oil lube so and Love- i'm gonna oh, do it, it. The woo? yeah i just got that product. it's great it tastes so good mm-hmm. woo it smells for very good lube guys i don't know that i've ever tasted but it smells delicious that was the first thing i did i was like can i stand this it and says that you can't yeah. i should taste it it's good yeah Try but it. i was like i'm still doing it but i'll 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 block my dad yeah you know like stuff like that yeah it is hard and i recently i kind of went through a thing where I'm getting older. Like, I feel like I hear constant. I've had like 18 interventions from separate family members being like, what are you doing with your life? They've been doing that to you for like a long time. A very long time. My step grandpa, but he's my, he's my grandpa, grandpa. He did that to me the other day. Really? It was so cute. Oh, really? What did he say? It was cute. We was, we went to the casino as we do and we were driving (laughs) back and he was like, so how long do you think you're going to be doing this? I was like, well, forever at this point like yeah. pretty sure i aged myself out of any other job like this is all i've been doing Thank i don't know how that. i'm going to get another job like it's what insane. am i gonna what would i what would, i mean i i truly believe i can do anything but like yeah. my skill set is i what and, and he now, was like he's like well i just you know i worry about you and I just, it was cute and i was like i'm okay i was like he's like so do you make money on these shows i was like yes <laughs> i was like like $2,000 for doing 45 minutes of stand-up. Yes, I it's think good. that's good. I yeah. think I'm good. Like, We're getting there. Yeah, like I think I'm fine. Lay off me, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is funny. And again, I think it all comes from the parents wanting you to be happy. Yeah. And wanting to sleep at night. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I recently, like, I kind of had a moment where I had, like, a freak out. Again, was about to get my period, didn't realize it. So mm-hmm. hormones were flowing. Raging. Raging. Um, the main squeeze. Isn't it, fun- isn't it funny when you don't realize, but it happens at the same time every month? Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, where you're just like, we- what could be going on? It was like 30 days ago. <laughs> I was feeling the same way. Like- what the heck is this? <laughs> like, it is so great. <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's real. <laughs> you would think I'd be like, oh, yeah, nope, not until after the fact. Um, yeah, and I talked to a family member and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just so unhappy. All this shit. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It and just sounded like a hick. <laughs> I would love that. Um, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's true, actually. Uh, couldn't be further from you. <laughs> you're right. I would love to play that. I think that would be fun to play. Yeah. Um, anyway, basically, me having the meltdown and having the family being so concerned that I'm not at a certain place by a certain time and not married and there's no kids and, like, all that stuff. That can send someone into a full-on depression. You yeah. can't. 
there's just no timeline for everything and Thank it's you. like a lot of this stuff involves other people like mm-hmm. you can't be like what are you doing with your life because you're not married mm-hmm. i can't force someone to freaking marry me and do you want me to marry someone that is a dud like do you want me to marry someone that sucks just so i can be married by a certain point right like, no divorce people are getting divorced now that are our age yeah like we're not rushing into it thank god my mom has let go of that because really? it used to be like i just want you to meet someone and now i talked to her the other day and she was like I don't want you to date someone just to have a boyfriend. She's no. like, you you need wait for someone great. Like, yeah, who cares? No, I 100% agree with yeah. him on that. I think after that, Ori, I don't really all say his name. I don't care. It's all, I mean, you Google my name and it's like Rachel's ex-boyfriend, Ori. Um, <laughs> uh, I think after him where it was like my mom was just so excited. Like, oh, she's dating a stable guy with a good job. Like, this is so exciting. And then finding out he was a piece of shit. Now my mom's like, you know what? You know, you're right. Like, don't matter. rush into anything. No. Like, there's a I'm lot not of- going to pressure you. Because my mom was very like, when I was like, I think I'm having some second thoughts. She was like, Ray, he's great. Like, ugh. Wow. Yeah. Have you talked to him? No. God, no. No. Anyway, so the family members are like, okay, you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean so to cut you off. I, no, please. Um, back and forth. It's like a tennis game. Mm-hmm. Um, they Basically, I had the meltdown and then found myself like three weeks later, like about to start a job that like I was like, oh my God, this feels so not aligned with me. And How like, did you get a job so quickly after that? Um, I went in for interviews. And- yeah, but did you just apply? Yeah, through oh. a family member. Oh, okay. Um, okay, that's how. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was... Some mafia shit. <laughs> you could do it, too. Um, with, for, through a family member? Is there any logging jobs here? <laughs> Again, I tried... Do you feel like you're in a log cabin? <laughs> um, I... Yeah. And I had so much anxiety. I probably ruined the entire time my family was out here for Easter just because I was going back and forth in my head about it. I didn't want to do it. I was angry at everyone, it's including my boyfriend. Job. It's going to do nothing. I know. But only have a better experience for your life. Yeah. And... But, like, I like to dramatize a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, raise the stakes. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> raise the stakes. Why not give yourself hives? <laughs> yeah. You know. Shingles, maybe. I, I try to stay on brand, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for that fourth time of having shingles. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and yeah, I kind of went into it kicking and screaming. It was just like so resentful towards everyone and just... Well, it's really hard when you do something that it doesn't feel like it was your decision. Yeah. And that feels really like inauthentic and you feel like it's almost like you feel like a little kid again where you're like 100%. Oh, like I got older and I paid my dues. Like I'm an adult now. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I don't know. And it also felt like, you know, like what comes naturally to us performing. Yeah. You know, like even just going to mics and like writing and for me, I, I dancing and teaching mm-hmm. classes and like just all the stuff that I've I do. Oh, and now you can't do your plyo right now? No, I'm not. I had to put everything on hold. Like oh, I've, that's kind of a bummer. I've been in. Can you go back to it though? Will they yeah. give you your job back? Oh, okay. I, I can. But... How about a parlor? Can you mm. go back to that? Yeah, I'm guys. I'm really trying to never sleep. I am bartending so still doing on it? the weekends, and well, you're gonna have money. Doing stand-up and working all day, every day. Um, so so got to do it when we're young. Yeah. I mean, I have a birthday coming up. I do not feel young right now. You are young. Oh, thank you. Um, I Yeah. So I went into it kicking and screaming. 
I think the fear of not knowing also was like really hard Mm because you don't know what you're jumping into. And I literally turned into a monster the night I, the first night I came home because it was a wake up call. Like I was literally there for three hours and got like an email about like a pro, like an audit, like something that like had to be taken care of immediately. And I couldn't. Yeah. And like, that was like, oh my God, like I'm here. Like, this is it. Like, it's just. So that kind of messed with my head. I came home. I think I drank like a bottle of Prisoner, like just sitting on the couch yeah. by myself. Isn't I, Prisoner like really expensive wine? It was left over from when the parents were here. Oh, okay. um, I would never be able to go so out dang. and just buy that myself. Um, it's like these double jobs are really <laughs> killing definitely it. Definitely not. Um, I buy four ninety nine. Yes. Malbec from Trader Joe's. You got $9.99. I really splurged Ooh, for thank you. you. You're mm, welcome. The Chateau. Um I wanted you to feel like you're in Paris again. Thank you. <laughs> just feel like it. Yes. Um, and I was, I went through this cycle like, oh my God, I'm going to get so fat. I can't work out. Like I can't do stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be relevant again. Like all the things. And then I kind of For had a three to, month job. Yeah. Um, <gasps> a month and a half. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It's only a month and a half. <laughs> Rachel is just about to hit me in the face. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But like it, it's, I just, you we hold on to these careers so much and like you put so much of your heart and your soul and like everything into it and like to feel like you're being forced to like give it up or like not do everything but now i'm seeing and i hope this resonates with some of you listening or even Mm you um that like sometimes you have to like maybe change the dial and do something else and honestly sometimes shaking it up it can be the best thing you never know who you're gonna meet on that set yeah writer or maybe they need to maybe they're gonna be like oh we need to switch out the host or yeah you will meet so many new and interesting it's a month and a half it's also like you're not gonna how many times have you like gone on an audition that was an absolute waste of your time like oh yeah you know like missing a few of those is going to do nothing like yeah it's not a big deal. I need. I needed to check myself is what I'm saying, yeah. guys. Well, I mean, I experienced an, an extreme version of that, you know, when I, I, uh, you know, took the summer to, like, just kind of work on myself and my, just work on family stuff. And, like, you know, I really just f- took a full couple months off and I had to completely kind of rebuild when I came back. And, like, that – but it made me appreciate it more. And it also made me know, like, geez, I can – I can do anything, you know, 100%. And I also, I like commend you and like, I have so much respect for you and you were someone I thought of when I was like, you know what? Like, cause I feel like you're thriving right now. Like you're you. so in line with like what you're, I, and I want to get to your podcast. I know this is going longer than we probably should, but, um, I, I just feel like sometimes, and this is a good lesson, you need to like check out a little bit Oh or yeah, do something different, but it's scary. Yeah. I mean, I was working like crazy, do, working like 16 hours a day, having my Airbnb job and stand up and podcasts and auditions and everything. And I needed a break. You can't really function at a high level when you're just totally burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like you need to take a break. Yeah. No. And it, it's hard though. It's yeah a, there's something well i mean i guess you're not necessarily taking a break you're having to work really hard but you're switching it up which is again can be very helpful it's it is cool and i've already been asked for like my resume from other higher ups and i it's great 
I've gotten to see that like, oh, I can do that. Like yeah. I can do that. Like, you and know, you're probably going to learn some skills for if, like Rachel in the future <laughs> when you do produce a show or something like, oh, that's not that hard. There's okay. a whole nother language that people use on headsets. Like what? Oh, my. what do they say? Rachel, I felt like Christina Applegate and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Wait, what's what is because, it? Like I literally like I feel like I was like faking it for the first like few days because everyone's just like done a ton of these. And I was like, yeah, but, totally like, <laughs> totes. I will definitely. Uh, right on the top eagle, of that rose <laughs> the eagles landed here as well exactly no like yeah. there's a lot of terminology where i'm like what? or just using and everyone on the headset can hear you saying the wrong thing and so funny it's like so obvious what's your title on that job uh this one is contestant wrangler oh, which cool. it is cool like i'm working that sounds fun i'm working with everyone yeah um and- i don't know if you know this but i've been a contestant on a game show before which one were you on? I didn't know that. It was when I first moved to LA, like 12 years ago, oh 11 God. years ago. I have to hear this. Uh, what was it called? I always get the name mixed up with, I also hosted a t- uh, game show for Fox and never went a pilot. So I get the name for that mixed up with this one. Yeah. I can't quite remember. But the host was not the guy that died. I thought it was the guy that died. Not um, Alan Thick. It was the other guy from that era that looked like him. Or maybe it was Paul Alan Reiser. Thicke. No, no, whatever. He was supposed to. Be, I can't remember. It was on the Game Show Network, but I did yeah. win. Oh, I won mine too. Oh wait, you were on one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I knew this. Yeah, win sanity. Was, damn. <laughs> yeah, mine never aired, and I still got paid, which I didn't. It was literally a year ago on my birthday. I got the mail. No, Tommy got the mail, and he came upstairs, and he was like, "This looks like a check on my fucking birthday." That's great. And it was great because my job. The place I was working at just shut down unexpectedly, yeah. like the week before. Where were you working? Uh, Viva. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. And um, yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, do game shows, guys. Guys, game shows are great. Honestly, I mean, they're fun. It's and <laughs> if you win, you win money. Mine's fun because the guy that's doing warm ups, we've done stand up with, and oh. it also like being it? there every day. Are you um, to say? No, I'll show you after. Okay. Um, being there every day. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Uh, and then yeah. also the host of it is... How do they book the warm-up person? I will find... I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then who is the, who's the host of it? The host is Joey Fatone, guys. And oh, my Sig. God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I get to see him every day, which is cool. It's don't I feel you know like him or did I make that Something up? in my life is aligning me with male pop stars, and I don't yeah. know what that means. But didn't you know him before? I had met him when I was nannying for Joey McIntyre. Um, yeah, I, and Joey Fatone was my favorite. For some reason, I them. thought you guys were like in a play together or something. Did mm-hmm. I make that up? Okay, I, I wish that, that was the case. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like I don't know what that means. Where like I have to do something adjacent with like pop star boys. I I mean it, it means something. You've been putting out the pop star vibe. I don't know your entire life. Entire life. <laughs> Gosh, what vibe have I been putting out that needs yeah. to come to fruition? What? What? I imagine writing, and I've been told that by multiple like tarot I card think readers that for and you psychics too. and stuff. It's like I went to grad school for screenwriting. I've been writing stuff, and people, yeah, like Chris Medina told it to me, and then Kristen bought me this super expensive session with a tarot card reader, and she was basically like, "You will be an actress, but don't stress about that. That's going to come through your writing yeah. and your stand up." She's like, "I see your name in lights." But it's because you wrote something first. Like, it's not... She goes, I wouldn't stress about going on auditions and taking acting classes and stuff. She's like, "You're. it's going to happen through writing. Chris Medina said the same thing a long time ago. And you're doing that. Yeah, no. I guess so. I mean, trying to. Is your screenplay almost done? Well, screenplay's done. It's it done. just... I mean, the first draft. Yeah. So now, now we got to... 
you know, rewrite based on the notes. I love that. Yeah. I think that is what you should do. And I think I, yeah. at a certain point we're all doing, like I'm writing a pilot. Yeah. It's a, you just got to create you your to. own shit. You have to. So the, uh, can I play? There's a clip I wanted to play. And I know yeah. if your mom listens to this, which by the way, hi, Cindy, you're beautiful. And I miss hi. you. Um, <laughs> clip of I what? know she hates this so much. And I think of her every time. What is it? Beyonce? So no. <laughs> Solange. No. So a comic friend of Rachel and I, she's been on the podcast, Dana Moon, was texting me again about like career stuff and like not feeling like she was out there enough and all this. And I've always remembered this from Britney's For the Record movie, which your mom, I think, has said was like a trash movie and shouldn't be a thing. I don't think that. It's a documentary. You've said this to me. Really? Yeah. Years ago. I mean, my mom has so many opinions on so many things. 100%. hard to keep up. So I'm sorry if this upsets her. But this is also something that like going away for a little bit and coming back. Is this the movie where, is this a documentary that came out like a long time ago? Yeah, this is like nine or ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of like keeping it low key. You can't always be out. Like every point you've ever done on it today on MTV. Oh, they were? Like, yeah. Oh, no. It was really good. Did they show last year? She's talking about her Give Me More performance. The clip's coming up. Very shortly. Oh, is the one? You have good performances. You have bad performances. Not every performance can be a good performance. You know, you're gonna have some great amazing point. performances, and you're gonna have some okay performances. People go through their spells. You know, there's some people that have their lulls where where they're not really doing that much. They're not winning awards. They're kind of like keeping it low key. You can't always be out there. You know, and there's times where you you are coming around to be that time i mean god she'll never give up the low-rise jeans i can't and i guess that's old though no yeah, but it's yeah, all over instagram like still old. it really is and it's so annoying because i always get made fun of by the main squeeze about my mom jeans he hates a high mm-hmm. rise i love I them so much oh my god i wore it's just a total side note we'll go back to britney no we don't have to that was all i wanted to say is that sometimes you don't have to be in the spotlight and you're you're yeah. allowed to take time off and that's something i've had to learn a lot over the past year. It's a, it's a good thing. I mean, I mean, our version of the spotlight's way different than hers, way but different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like I don't need to win an award this year. God, stop handing me awards. Oh, There's Lady no space. God, try to catch <laughs> up to show. me. <laughs> um, but um, oh, mom jeans. So uh, one of my new podcast sponsors, and I, they're actually cute, but they're very a very specific look. Is this like clothing band? frank and oak and i just i didn't know what to order from them because they gave me a credit so i was like okay i'll just get these jeans and then this other thing yeah and they arrived i mean they're they're i already have like some levi's wedgie fit uh, high-rise jeans these take mom jeans to like a whole new <laughs> they're straight up late 80s Wait, I need to mom jeans where like they actually they're like a tapered leg but like kind of baggy still but like not not baggy but not Ooh. They're aggressive. Is and that what I need to be buying? And I wore them to my date last night, partially just because I found it so funny. <laughs> well, and then did I couldn't say anything. No, I t- and I told him about it. I was like, I was like, he was ex- I was like, I don't really have an excuse for why I'm five minutes late, besides the fact that I thought it was very funny that I uh, threw these jeans on. He was like, "What's wrong with your jeans?" It was like, "You'll see when I get up to go to the bathroom." This is a first date, by the way. And I was like, "They're just such aggressive mom jeans." I mean, the most aggressive. But I do like a good high rise. I love a good high rise. They hold me in. They really do. And I don't care. They give me a little bit of a fupa, like a little bit. Oh, but yeah, I'm okay me too. With it. 
That's just a lower tummy, yeah, right? It's like yeah, a lower, yeah, yeah. It's fine, especially when they have like the buttons all the way up, which I have that, and it's like, God, I can't. I, I can't. blame the buttons. It's not me. It's exactly. Um, you are such a champion dater, and we're not calling her a hoe, people. We're just calling her a really good dater. You put it out there. I love it. Yeah, but sometimes I think like, am I wasting my time? And I, it will just come to me. But it's more like, I mean, this sounds really arrogant. And I actually also said this on my date. Listen, I have like a ninety-eight percent match rate, so. Yeah. If I swipe enough, people are going to ask me out. 100%. But I feel like I just are. need to delete the apps if, after a while and just try to chill. Well, but if you do delete them, know that you also have to log out of them. I didn't realize until six months into They actually never really delete you either. They don't? I don't think so. I, I think that you, even if you've deleted like a Bumble profile or something, I think you still show up on people's feeds. Oh, Tommy was like, my friends keep seeing you on their Bumble feeds. Like, please log out. Please do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's aggressive. Well, I don't think it, it ever can actually fully go away. Oh, God. We're stuck. Do you have any good advice for first dates? Um, Just be yourself. Yeah. Have fun. Don't drink too much. Yeah. Um, Two drink minimum. Yeah. I mean, unless you can handle your alcohol, then three is fine. Yeah, but, I feel like, yeah. And it depends on what you're drinking. Yeah, it depends on, yeah. But just, if you can't handle your alcohol, try to maybe even just have one. <laughs> one or two. Um, Be yourself. Don't feel like you have to impress anyone, but also don't be the one that talks way too much. Um, I don't know. I think honestly, just really have fun. Stand up for yourself if you think that someone's like being inappropriate, obviously, but don't be one of those girls that's just so freaking angry about everything. Like not everyone's going to say the right thing all the time. When I'm talking about like a political issue or something or like a, even like, I don't know. It's just like, even maybe if, like, he eats meat or something and you want to, like, tell him all the horrible things that are meat, just try to be quiet about it for a second. Right. You know? Save it for, like, the fifth date. Yeah. Like, show you're crazy later. Exactly. Hide or it. don't date that guy and you find a real vegan that you can't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, just vibe with. Yeah, because it's not going to get any better. It is funny. I said to a comedian friend who has a ton of energy and, like, mm-hmm. she's really pretty, outgoing, whatever. And she keeps going on dates and she was like, I don't get it. Like we have so much fun and then I don't really hear from them or like it just kind of falls flat. And I was like, okay, this is what I want you to do on the dates from now on. Mm -hmm. You are fun. You can carry conversations. You are so entertaining. Yeah. So every date's going to seem fun if you Mm -hmm. are on and putting on a show. And if you get a kick out of yourself like I do. Right? Like I would love me right now. Exactly. You're like, we killed. Yeah. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Just what? Can't stop winning. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, I think you should sit back and like have a steady hand on the date and don't reveal all of your cards right away and let someone entertain you. That's I think that's important not to reveal all your cards right away. Right. Yeah. Like the guy I went out with last night, he asked me what my screenplay is about and my screenplay is about something really personal. And I was like, how about if we keep hanging out? I'll tell you. Yeah. Like you don't need to maybe later. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I want to hang out again. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Um. It is so. Yeah, you think if you like reveal too much on a yeah, don't don't reveal everything, because then there's it's, no mystery. Yeah, and I think don't text a shit ton in the beginning. You text to make a plan, and that's it. And then yeah. you talk a lot in person. Yeah, I always wonder though, like if things fizzle out for me because I literally don't text at all. Like really? I don't really initiate. I think that's no. good though. I don't think you're supposed to as the girl. 
I know that sounds like a double standard and it's yeah, 2019. But, but, but I also think that like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think I could give a little more. Okay. When I was first single, I would just text really funny random stuff to people. But now I've gotten to the point where like I really just don't. I'm not a first texter I'm ever. Not a first texter. Mm-mm. Rachel was always my like first date outfit curator. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a good first date go to for outfits? Don't be overly dressed up. If you are thinking about wearing a bandage dress, no. sleep on it. Don't wear it. In <laughs> fact, throw that away. I have so many in the closet. If you're thinking about wearing a bandage dress and platforms, don't do it. Um, I think like a really cute, like if it's like an early evening thing, like in the summer, sundress and white sneakers, that's cute. Great. If you're in the evening, like last night I wore like just a black silk tank top, mom jeans, maybe don't wear the mom jeans, but I just wore that cute jeans, Heel. um, heels and my Carhartt jacket. Because that also showed my personality. Like, yeah, hey, I, I wear like car that. jackets. Um, it's a thing. Yeah. In the winter, I usually was would wear, like, a cute, like, casually dressed tights okay. and, like, over-the-knee boots or, like, cute platformy boots. You have good, um, they're, like, lace-up platform, like a thick platform yeah. boot. Just fab, 30 bucks. Uh, really? Yeah, oh and probably less if you use my promo code. I've, I've pitched, like, three Guys. sponsors on this. <laughs> Rachel is hooking you up on this podcast. But seriously. This I mean, is I'm not a sponsored to... post. Yeah, these are not. This is just <laughs> this this is is good is. shit. Um, I have a few rapid-fire questions. And because I'm not making you talk sports, I am going to make you create a team for yourself. Okay. Or of whom? You'll see. Okay. Um, okay. I want to know who you want to work with. Oh, like comedy-wise? Anyone. Who do you want to work with? Um... Josh from Focus Features. Josh from Focus <laughs> no, Features. No, it's just a side note. If someone I typed. Uh, I love that. Um, I think Judd Apatow would be cool to work with. Mm. I'd love to work with David Spade. Um, he has a new show coming out. You have to get on that. I would do anything. I think that actually needs to happen right now, and we are going to work on that for you because yeah. I know people working on that. Anyway. You do? Yeah. Um, so hook it up. <laughs> best advice anyone's given you was, about your career. There might have been more people okay. on that list. I don't know. <laughs> Rapid fire, Rachel. Okay, fine. Those are good enough. All right, what was it? <laughs> Those are good. David Spade, Judd Apatow, and Josh from Focus Features. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best advice anyone has given you about your career? Um, I loved something that Ariana recently said to me on my podcast. It was advice an acting teacher gave her, um, which was, um, I guess he said, like, you know, when you go to, like, the grocery store and you're in, you know, like a deli line, you have to take a number, right? Or DMV, whatever. You take a number. Um, and your number will eventually be called. He's like, that's like the acting world and the entertainment world. You take a number, don't get out of line. Your number will be called. Like it may take a while, but it will be freaking called. So I like that one. Oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> Just hang on. got a crier. <laughs> no, I'm not crying. I had indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> got acid reflux. I got acid reflux. Um, we have being over 30. Lady Gaga or Britney this? Spears? Lady Gaga now. No. Yeah. Yeah. She's your girl. Um, worst. No, actually best on stage moment. Uh, is there anything that sticks out to you that you're like, that was really fucking cool? I think over the last year that I've been headlining my own shows mm-hmm. where I'm just like, whoa, I do an hour of time and people like the whole thing and they're excited to see like, what? That's cool. That's really just, I guess cool. like those. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to talk about on stage? Uh, I mean, embarrassing stories about myself. I mean, and they usually involve, like, shitty things happening to me. 
That's good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? I think by that point I will have a movie that I wrote will have come out and I think I will be working on the next one. I, 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 I had visions under hypnosis that I won an Academy Award, but I've also been told by my friend Rachel, who thinks she might be psychic, that she believes it's a Golden Globe. So maybe one Ooh, of those. That's my favorite award show. So okay. I think that would be very okay. great for you. So hopefully that. Um, but I think it will be, I think I will be in a steady place where, oh, I make movies now. Type yeah. Of thing. Like that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. What do you have a favorite movie? I know that's a really tough question. Uh, like a top I'm Probably three. almost famous. Almost famous. It's, mine's. Oh, like... actually, no. And um, um, Auntie Mame. Oh. Have you ever watched it? No. Oh, my God. We should have a, a wine and watching Auntie Mame night. It is just the cutest movie. It's from the 50s, maybe. She's just the most fabulous woman. She was so progressive. for. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. Oh, my God. You'd love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Empire Records yet? No. Oh, my God, Rachel. And Kristen just made a, a reference about it on my podcast. Uh, and I was like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, totally that. I know. In our, um, the script I'm doing they the two best friends in it have like a language they use and it's all just empire records quotes and they know like exactly oh, what that they're talking really about really funny yeah it's i want to hear about your script after this cool guys look at this we're look not going to talk about spending. it on here because <laughs> yes, then you guys might steal it you exactly know? you might steal it um do you have a favorite bravo show uh vanderpump rules yeah. obviously <laughs> i mean I, I don't um we did have someone write in they want to know your feelings on going to jackson britney's wedding and oh, I'm all that. really excited. I right? think it's going to be like the Kentucky Royal Wedding for real. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be over like the top is. spectacular, beautiful. I mean, I really, truly am just so happy for them. They, they and I will, I stand by this. Jax really is, is a different person. Really? And, and Brittany stuck it out with them. She couldn't be happier. Like, she really, it's, it's nice to see people like, I don't you just when you just are so happy for him you're like you deserve this you're so freaking nice and like you know yeah do you have your outfit yet that you're gonna wear no because it says formal that means long doesn't yeah. it no Actually, I have some I have a reformation cards. I think I'm gonna dress that would do look you? really good I've it's literally been worn once and I probably will never wear okay. it again I might have to take you might have to that. try that on um okay really quick meatballs or billionaire sauce oh that's cool <laughs> it's like Sophie's choice <laughs> Bolognese, I think. Me too. I think so. Yeah. I love you, meatballs, but bolognese yeah. is the thing. Uh, Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? Real Housewives of New Jersey. I used to love that show. We, I don't we just like had it Joe, now. We just had Joe Gordon. Oh my on god! Yes. Stories. I wait. Were you there? No, I, I was so bummed everything. because I had an audition, and the audition ended up being so stupid. But I was like, I just feel like I need to go to the audition. But like, I used to watch that show like years ago. Religiously, I haven't watched it in many years. But mm-hmm. like, I know everything. Like. I would have been so excited, so I didn't know. Is there anything cool that you learned about Joe Corka? That no, because Christine didn't even know. really watch the show, so for her it was like, oh, here's just a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, Rachel O'Brien, um, you have made it to playing the field. Gosh, you put so much work into this. There's, like, papers, and there's a professional email where you give me your address that I've known for 10 years. No, it's, like, shocking that <sighs> I don't have my own TV show yet. It's so weird. Are you listening, ESPN? Are you listening? Um, are you listening? Okay, so instead of talking sports, because you don't really know what's going on in sports right now, and I really don't either. I mean, I do so know busy. sports. I'm just not paying like, attention. Like, we're in the basketball playoffs. There's yeah. baseball happening. It's all the things. Guys... I've played this with a few uh, past guests, and I feel like it's really fun because you get to create your own football team. Okay. 
Even though football season isn't happening right now, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. It's one of the most fun seasons. It's the most fun. Okay, so we're going to go through what I thought for you. We've mm. done this right now. I've had Danny Pellegrino did it with a ton of, and you can look at this if you want. Okay. Um, he did it with a ton of like Bravo celebrities. So he created a whole team with them. Um, Hannah Brown did it with all different like Lady Gaga personalities. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what each, so we're going to learn what positions mean. Okay. In the process. Got it. So we're doing sports, but we're also doing fun things you like to talk about. Okay. For you, I feel like you love music and Love. musicians mm -hmm. so I thought it would be fun for you to create an entire football team with all of your favorite musicians oh okay would that be cool or yeah. is there someone else that you would rather put in that category musicians right yeah okay cool okay so Rachel I need to know who you would want your head coach to be now the head coach's duties and responsibilities are basically to accomplish the primary goals of guiding a mm -hmm. successful team overseeing everything mm -hmm. like they must perform a lot of tasks okay there's like several different jobs for head coaches past head coaches have been andy cohen oprah chris harrison and madonna who would you put um well, first I was going to say like a musician, but should I say like Jimmy Iovine, who was just like the head of the oh, record label? Oh, so good and so on brand because we've talked about him a lot yeah. on the pod. Probably okay. him. That's an amazing head coach. Not that I know, even know if he's like worked with many of my favorite bands, but still, it's just like he knows how to run a record company. Jimmy Iovine. Know? I absolutely love that. Okay. Now we're going to get to the offense. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so quarterback. Traits, powerful. Mm -hmm. Could, and we're also applying this to like, Females, too. Could be the prettiest. Detail-oriented. Well-bred. Class president. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks is your quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I love Everyone it. Everyone wants to follow her lead, but they can't quite touch her. <laughs> I right. mean, there come on. Okay, running back. Third traits. Jack of all trades. Maybe a fast talker, like mm. a renaissance woman. Girls want to be her. Guys want to date her. They make great memes. Maybe comedic What would you do if I was like me? Exactly. You would put yourself <laughs> in this joking. team. No. Uh, it's the player that does it all. Like they line up either behind or beside the quarterback. Runs. They catch. They block. Well, they throw a pass from time to time. They're normally a player. I mean, she's not like my all-time favorite artist or anything, but I would say Lady Gaga now that she's now just doing everything. She's doing everything. Yeah. Now, apparently, she's doing a single with Rihanna, like a reggae single with Rihanna. It's cool. It's a whole thing. I'm into it. I know, right? Who doesn't love Riri? What are you typing this into? I'm just typing so I can put it in the notes. Oh, So everyone knows what your team is. Oh, okay. So you know. So you can create. There was like, out a, to like a quiz that was going <laughs> to pop up. <laughs> and you are a carry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. So fullback. Now, a fullback, they're a hardier version of your last one, the running back. But mm -hmm. the modern game, usually they're more of like a blocker in the backfield. So fullbacks are normally good runners, and they have exceptional strength. So think curvy, throw shade, can hang with the cool girls, might have a record deal or a cabaret act, gives zero fucks. Mm. And you can also put in some Bravo people if you think of Oh, no, friends. I was going to go like... I was just going to choose a whole band. Like, who's a band that just didn't give a fuck? Doesn't care. Um, just trying to think of all my favorite bands. Like, who was the most rebellious? Maybe the Stones? The Rolling Stones. Yeah, were they the most rebellious? Or Led Zeppelin? Eh. Let's go with the Stones. So your fullbacks are the Rolling Stones. Perfect. Mm -hmm. 
Love it. I really want this team to happen. (laughs) Um, Your offensive line. Okay. So the offensive line, there's five offensive linemen. So this could be a band too. Um, So the traits are more of like friend of title. (laughs) They only lasted like one to three seasons on something. So maybe like they weren't the most successful band. Okay. But like had a few hits. Um, They... Uh, they can definitely fight. They can talk shit. Let's they... go with uh, uh, Leonard Skinner because <laughs> half of them aren't even around anymore, but they sure are sticking around. I love it. That's a good offensive line. Yeah. I feel like they can make things happen. Yeah. You could throw a pass to Leonard Skinner. Half of them died in a plane crash and they're still touring. Perfect. See? Okay. Wide receivers. Now, okay. for the most part, they're known as pass catchers. So... They wear gloves, and these players get a grip on the ball, and they're crucial when it comes to making the big plays. So other mm-hmm. traits would be always the peacekeeper, advice giver. They're usually maybe. tall and skinny, too. Yeah. Mom of the group, wise, drinks the least, <laughs> workout buddy, heart of gold. I think this one, a lot of people picked uh, Kyle Richards <laughs> for this one. She drinks a lot. She does drink a lot, actually. Um, I feel like now, though. In the beginning, I feel like we didn't know she drank a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch it, but I think I, I remember someone – telling me like she's Alluding. always like shit-faced on it um <laughs> well i think he's sober now so this could work mick fleetwood mick he is the fleetwood. oldest of the group tall and skinny is really where i was going with that perfect i like that do you feel your like listeners you're... are like i don't know who these people are <laughs> i hope they're all like yes <laughs> okay tight end uh this player is a hybrid between a receiver and offensive lineman their duties include blocking for the quarterback and running backs they also run into the field they catch passes they can catch like a receiver but they have the strength and size to dominate the line so they could be like a supermodel they've been to rehab dated an a-list adjacent celebrity maybe a bitch new money i think all rock stars have done all of those things i know right um Tight end. Let's just go with uh, Bruce Springsteen. Because when you say tight, I'm like, that guy's 60-something and he still has abs. Right. Have you seen his documentary on Netflix? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I need to. Girl, you should watch it. It's so good. Okay, kicker. Oh, doing a list of serial killers would have been fun for this, too. Oh, that would have been. They don't have any good traits, but it would have been fun. Anyways, kicker. Well, maybe the next time you come on. poor little kicker always gets. They're responsible for kickoffs. Field goals. Past kickers. Let's see. I'm just going to go with um, Rod Stewart just because they're always little. <laughs> they're much more little. Oh, my God. I love this team, Rachel. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay. Now you have defense. Now we'll just do a defensive line. So this could be an entire band, too. Okay. Their job is to block the offensive linemen, tackle ball carriers. They're groundbreaking. Breaking. They get you done. Strong-willed. Major throwdown. They'll go to jail for you and fight for you. No fear. God, now I just have to think of like a troublemaker band. <laughs> yeah, like past defensive lines have been Jay Wow, Bethany Frankel, Lauren Conrad, <laughs> Teresa Giudice. Lauren Conrad doesn't sound like that. She'll go, she seems too innocent. Uh, yeah, but she like stood up to Heidi a lot. Mm, okay. Are you excited for that reboot? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. No, I actually might be kind of fun to watch because I kind of watched it when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, Let's go with Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Okay. And last but not least, who would your mascot be? Meatloaf. (laughs) Just came to my head. Bat out of hell. Perfect. Wow, what a what a lineup. I feel like your listeners um, literally don't know who ninety percent of who I met. Hey, about. you're judging right now. I'm not judging. I'm <laughs> judging myself more than anything. 
<laughs> when was the last time you heard a meatloaf re- reference? I don't know. Not recently. Which is really just the cake version of a meatball. Exactly. And yeah. you know. A so hot, it's very on brand. Hot tip. Exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you, Rachel. Yeah. Hot tip. Put cupcake holders in a cupcake tin and make mini meatloaf. So you have meatloaf cupcakes and then you squeeze really good. some sweet potato stuff on top of it. That's delicious. Right? That's a bombshell in recipe. Um, for Tommy? I try to meal prep like once a month. That's good. I mean, you. I know I you sh- cook before, but not. I mean, do you do like wifey dinners? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, guys, I am not bragging. <laughs> I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag. Um, I don't do anything. I make ground turkey once a month <laughs> and sometimes celery juice. I've been getting into celery juice, like making all that. I feel like everyone has, but no. I know. I don't see the benefits or what it does. I do use the ice roller on my face. I have that too. I like that. Um, Rachel, what do you have coming oh, up? Oh, I guess it's not an ice roller. I just put the jade roller in the fridge. You or... need to get one of those. What does the ice roller actually melt on your face? I'll show it to you. Huh. It's You just keep it in your freezer and it's like steel. That's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. What do you have coming up? What can the meatballs expect oh, from you? Oh, um, I mean, I think I will be most likely in Long Island and another East Coast date in July. It's just not locked down. Wait, so we we should probably try to do a joint show because yeah, I will I, be doing that too. I don't know too. when mine is yet though, and hopefully it will still happen. I don't know. Um, but Guys, my next like headlining show. No, I didn't. I just don't know. <laughs> I would love to. I just don't know when. Well, unless I could just plan something separate. Yeah. Um, we could do that. But, uh, and then, no, I didn't shoot you down, you weirdo. Uh, and then, uh, my next headlining show that I have, like, officially on the books is August, pretty far out, August 22nd. I'm at Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle. Oh, cool. You can get tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com. That's awesome. Other than that, listen to my podcast, Be Here for a While, and my other one, Screwed Up Stories. Yeah. Do you have any favorite guests from either besides me? Um, I mean, I really loved having Wendy McClendon Covey on my last. That was really, I th- just thought she gave such good advice. Yeah. You should yeah. definitely check it out. Yeah. And, and you. Oh, thank you. I haven't had you on in a while. Um, tell them what Screwed Up Stories is about really quick. Just so um, it's just, it's where people come on, comedians, whatever. Um, they come on and they tell a true 10 minute screwed up story about something that screwed up they've done or something that's happened to them. Stories have ranged from like cheating stories to like, having to go to the ER and then ends up being your ex-boyfriend that's your ER doctor or a bad plastic surgery story or Do you just have a favorite episode of that that they should listen to uh they've all been pretty fascinating honestly awesome guests on that one and but if even if it's like a guest that people don't know and they're not like super famous or anything their stories because we all screw up like that's the point or something screwed up has happened to us so and the stories are usually like all pretty jaw I can't talk jaw dropping I gotta have you on that one yeah, that's a fun one. Honestly, though, I've thought about it. I'm like, oh, I have plenty of screwed up stories, but I'm like, what would I tell even as mine? Have you guys done that yet? No. I guess maybe I would tell the story of like Robbie's mom being mean to me and breaking us up. That's kind of a good one. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. You're cool. Thanks. You're cool, too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I'm so happy. That was a here. fun game. The- you like that? <laughs> Make your team happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put in some calls. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Rachel. Thank you. And oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Rachel N O'Brien. R S H A E L N O B R I N. Yeah, follow the fuck out of her. Follow the fuck out of her. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, Meatballs. I love you guys, and I will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby.